Good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, August 22nd. Welcome to episode 180 Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Daryl Dozier, and over the next 30 minutes, I'll be delivering the top cybersecurity news stories of the day on what it means to you as a practitioner, or if you're looking to break into this beautiful, wonderful, delicious industry, be able to help you out because you will be asked in an interview. What do you do to stay current? And this is a fantastic answer. Now, shout out and thanks to this stream sponsor, Barricade Cyber Solutions. See their little marker right there. Love Eric Taylor and the gang over Barricade. Cyber criminals have stolen your company's data and trailed your operation. Barricade Cyber Solutions will help you resolve this ransomware attack and, more importantly, get your business back on six monitors here. I want to remind you, if you hold professional certifications like many of us do, or many of us will, trust me, if you're here, you're on your way if you don't have one yet. Each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Brief is worth half a CE or CEU. So they stack, right? Two and a half a week, 10 a month. Be sure to say what's up in chat. Either top of the morning to you, Left Coast Love, coming at you, Nick Barker, 5 a.m. Say hashtag Team Live if you don't know what to say. Either way, just say something so your name gets burned into the stream for permanent. My voice choppy? It could be. Sounds choppy? Mmm. Mmm. Let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. Hold on. Uh, all right. You know what? Mods, let me know if, if I'm choppy or if a couple of more people say choppy, then I'll, I'll turn off the background music. That's what it is. But I just... I love, all right, all right. Gershon Chapman, you pushed me over the edge. There we go. Music's over. The audio should be good now. Okay, guys, the audio should be good. Long story short, make sure you say what's up. Hashtag team live. Um, BSEC, so thank you. I've got the music turned off. So I think that the auto game that restream, <laughs> restream that we all want to <laughs> eat right out the window. Um, we are not long for restream. Okay, so check it out. Long story short, say what's up. Either if you're live, team live, where you're calling in from. Hey, Elizabeth Sneed, it's been a minute. Hope you're well from the low country. Just say what's up. That way, if an auditor ever calls shenanigans on your uh, your CPEs or uh, Simply Cyber's daily cyber threat briefing, you can point them to the channel. Uh, I'm sure that they'll, A, uh, be able to find the evidence that they need to support your claim that you are doing this work. And then, B, they may even join the Simply Cyber community because they're like, you know what? This is pretty good stuff. I like this. All right. Now, if you're uh, watching on replay, go ahead and drop hashtag team replay either in the comments or the chat. Um, I do see you guys in the comments on the YouTube channel specifically uh, dropping team replay. Same reason. It gives auditable evidence. The second you drop a comment in YouTube, you guys know this because you've been around a minute. It'll timestamp it, right? So it's, it's, it's indisputable evidence. You know, as a GRC person, I do love me some good evidence. All right. Now, thanks for catching the stream, whether you're live or if you're on replay. If you are on replay, guess what? Nick Barker, I know you're, you're live West Coast love right now, but maybe Poner Joe, he's not up yet. Thing is, if you're watching on replay, you have the ability to time travel. It's pretty cool. If you're listening on your audio podcast of choice. All right. I don't know how to fix the, uh, uh, the audio. Oh, you know what? You know what, guys? I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. It's the gate. Check this out. Okay, so <laughs> it's the gate. I, we won't have any issues right now. Let me turn the music back on. Okay, so okay, so hold on. Long story short, if you're watching on replay, jump ahead. If you're listening on the audio podcast app of choice, because we do publish this on audio podcasting, like. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, etc. Um, right after the show ends, you can jump forward. But if you're here live with us now, you get the benefit of watching me stumble forward through audio issues, which is a hallmark of Simply Cyber, and get to have uh, some coffee. It is Monday morning, so we had to go with the big cup and do this. So what I'm going to say to all is that's the intro. We're going to spend the next 120 seconds or so pleasantries welcoming people into chat giving a little bit of updates and stuff and then we're off and running so when you see this play card turn into news that means that we're off and running 
Or if you're listening to an audio and you hear me, uh, like you hear the actual news briefing going on, that means we're off and running. But figure about two minutes. But for the next two minutes, let's do this. Hey, Kimberly. Yeah, so guys, I, I, I moved my computer up here. I took a picture on the Simply Cyber Discord server of my studio. It's looking good. But I had some issues with the uh, audio app, which, like, obviously I can't escape that. And it reset the profile. So the gate, which is basically, a gate is, like, basically the lower tier. It kind of tries to clip out background noise. Uh, the gate was set way high. So, like, basically my voice, which is always very loud, um, if it was going low, the, the gate would think that it was background noise. So that's what that's what it is. I definitely corrected that. We got the soundboard going here. Get some Mario coins for everybody this morning. Joshua B, good to see you. Matthew Lattis, Patrick in the house. Matthew Necci, Anna Lynn, Alicia, Jerry, good to see you guys. Guys, couple of things. One, I want to say shout out and thanks. This last week and over the weekend, hey, Kimberly, Tom Bishop, Anna Lynn, squad members. Love the squad members. Guys, over the last week, the TCM Academy and Simply Cyber, which was like almost felt like a barnacle on the ship that is the TCM Academy, cruising through this one dollar in a dream campaign holy jesus over 3100 people 3172 signed up for the grc analyst masterclass so guys i just want to let everyone know um you know they're going to be directed if they're not already here in the stream they're going to be directed to the discord server please welcome everybody open arms um, help people find their way around if they have any questions. Obviously, I take it as a, a, a priority for myself as a responsibility to greet people and help them understand uh, in the class chats and stuff like that. But if you see someone wandering around and they look a little lost, um, lend a hand. I, I genuinely appreciate it. But, uh, you know, I, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, the web app one is six bucks. I got that. I, I loaded up on them, guys. I want to do some Simply Cyber videos. Hey, Austin McQuiston. Welcome to the party, man. You are in for a treat. Buckle up, friend. Buckle up. All right. Yep, twelve hundred bucks a year is what the platform costs uh, in order to like have the certificates for completion and stuff like that. Um, yeah, definitely uh, that covered the cost. Um, you know, I think you know for every dollar that uh, the course makes, I think I get like. 67 72 cents or something like that or whatever so you know three thousand i made a couple thousand dollars definitely covering the the cost which is which is fantastic right bought me an extra cup of coffee up in here guys um like i've told you a bunch of things one uh, i'm thinking about moving the whole course over to the tcm academy platform i had to deal with a lot of administrative stuff people asking for refunds people like confused on how to use the platform people with password resets and everything like that it was it's not um I just, I don't, I, I don't have a lot of time to do that type of stuff. Unfortunately, I like just with all that I have going on. So, uh, I might move it over to their, their platform. Plus it gets more, um, visibility. Hey, James McQuiggan, Dan Reardon. What's up, man? Uh, tools for malware. Yeah. Yeah. The malware analysis video definitely, definitely applies. It's definitely good stuff. Uh, we'll continue the conversation, uh, after the news, I'll spend a couple minutes post stream uh talking because uh, i want to get into the news but genuinely appreciate you all being here it is monday so let's take a big slug of the coffee and get started on the news here we go from the CISO series it's cybersecurity headlines it's monday august 22nd 2022 iPhone users urged to patch to zero days. Apple is urging macOS, iPhone, and iPad users to immediately install updates this week that include fixes for two zero days under active attack. The patches are for vulnerabilities that allow attackers to execute arbitrary code and ultimately take over devices. Patches are available for affected devices running iOS 15.6.1 and macOS Monterey 12.5.1. These patches address two flaws which basically impact any Apple device that can run either iOS 15 or the Monterey version of its desktop OS. The vulnerability allows an application to execute arbitrary code with kernel privileges, according to Apple, who says also that there is a report that it may have been already actively exploited. All right. All right. Um, okay, so here's the deal, guys. And like, okay, so two things. Here's the deal. 
This is a pretty important patch, right? So we talked about um, Pegasus software many times, NSO groups like Super, Espionage, Spyware, piece of software. Apple computers, Mac OS, operating system, Apple iPhone, which is you know wildly out in the open, right? iOS is the operating system underneath it. So it's the same one that runs on iPads as well. Zero days are no joke, guys, especially um, a zero day just means that they just found out about it, right? Zero day doesn't make it more leet or more risky, right? So let, let's just lay that out there. If you if you hear the term zero day, it just means that the vendor just found out about it and there's no there's no patch. However, it says there is a patch, right? So it's not technically a zero day. So there's patches out there. The thing that makes this a priority for you and your end users, guys, is that it's actively being exploited, okay? It doesn't matter who the researcher was. It was an anonymous researcher. That's very cool. Maybe it's somebody who works for a regime that it, or a criminal enterprise, and they have a change of heart, a heart of gold. Uh, they don't like how they're doing, whatever. Patch your stuff, okay? This is a prior. You might even want to send this out to your end users. Now, like, is, let's see, uh, Jordan Y. Like, is Jordan Y's aunt Sally being targeted? Probably not, but when when stuff like this comes out, think of it as like think of it as almost like rolling patches. Okay, when something like this comes out, whoever found it or whatever, like the threat actor groups, the APTs, yeah, they're using it for uh, very targeted, very specific spear phishing, right? Investigative journalists, um, uh, politicians of a, of a you know adversarial faction, whatever, right? Well, once it gets out, it starts trickling and percolating, right? And then cyber criminals get it, and then they start operationalizing, and then maybe tool sets come out that are, you know, make it easy for script kitties to use it, right? So the 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 impact and the likelihood, which are the two values that GRC people use to calculate risk, it 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 has a time based variable. Okay, it's not like it's not set in stone. So this right here gets gets worse and scarier the longer the time goes on. So it becomes important to make sure that you're patching your stuff. I think you can even configure iOS and macOS to auto patch, auto update, something to strongly consider. But if you're not in that uh, realm of auto updating, auto patching, make sure that you get this message out to your end user audience. By the way, can I just point out that a lot of businesses, and I'm going to get like a hashtag preach in chat, I know it. A lot of businesses are Windows shop, but guess what? The CEO, CFO, they're on Apple because reasons, right? So your most high value end users are the ones not conforming to technology standards for the organization, right? Which means you have to have all special rules for them, right? Exactly. BSEC knows what I'm saying. So anyways, the reality is, even if you're a Windows shop, your high value users are probably on Apple. So just get the message out to them. You don't have to explain zero days. You don't have to explain APT, security researchers, Pegasus-like software, NSO group. You don't have to say any of that crap. Just tell them that there's a nasty, there's nasty malware out there that's exploiting uh, Apple and that their phone could be next, right? Just make it obvious, right? Hey, take five seconds, click on this while you're filling your coffee, the thing will update. Or you can go the other route, which is a popular route. I recommend don't use this all the time. But if it's particularly nasty, go into the iPhone, look at what, the, or go to Apple and look at what the patch does, right? Obviously, the patch patches the zero day, but look at what other functionality it does. Maybe you get a new emoji keyboard, right? Maybe you get uh, green bubbles turn blue bubbles, what, whatever. Whatever the candy is that the end user gets as like a function upgrade. Tell them about that. And oh, by the way, you get the security patch too, right? Sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta like, you know, um, you know, it's like when you get, like, I hate to make this comparison. So please know that I'm not calling executives children, but sometimes, you know, like when you're trying to give a kid medicine and they're like, no. So like, you kind of like put a Skittle near their mouth and they're like, ah, and then you jam the medicine in there. That's, that's kind of what I'm saying here. Just, just kind of, again, not one-to-one. -one. Not one-to-one, -one, executives and children. Encrypted zip files can have two correct passwords. 
Password-protected zip archives are a common means of compressing and sharing sets of files, but Arseniy Sharaglezov, a cybersecurity researcher at Positive Technologies, has demonstrated that it is possible for an encrypted zip file to have two correct passwords. This vulnerability comes about when passwords are set at more than 64 characters, in which case zip uses an algorithm to hash the password. Shadow Glazov showed that by trying a different password of more than 64 characters results in Zip creating the same hash and therefore accepting the second password as legitimate. A full report on this detailed issue is available at Bleeping Computer, who incidentally were able to replicate this procedure. White. Okay, okay, come on now. <sighs> Alright, let's go with the cool terminal screen so we can look like ultra elite hacksaws. Okay. Oh, that's kind of cool. All right, so check it out. Here's the deal, guys. When you, when you, okay. So this, this is interesting, but this is just like security research for the sake of interest, right? When you put a password on a file in order to open it, right? In this case, archives, but it could be Excel documents, PDFs. What it doesn't matter, right? When you put a password on it, on anything. You're saying that this is a key in order to grant access to this resource. This is basic confidentiality security objective 101, okay? Basic 101. This way, when if anyone gets it, they can't access it unless they have the key, right? Okay, so they are discovering that there can be two keys. And basically, this is called a spurious hit if you want to get like nerdy and CISP on it. It's spurious hit that you could have two passwords. Essentially, the password is hashed, and then the hash value is actually what the key is. A hash is a one-way, um, it's not encryption, but it's like a one-way in encoding um, that you can't decode, right? It's, it's a mathematical function on the, the va value you pass into it. MD5 hash, SHA-1, whatever. Okay, hashing, it's, it's how it, things happen, right? We, we use hashing for file, um, so you can uniquely identify a file in malware analysis, etc. Okay, so they're saying that if the password is more than 65, 64 characters, there's potential that you would calculate the same hash twice. Here is my thing. One, okay, let's give everybody the benefit of the doubt that some people will use more than 64 characters. Most people are not going to use more than 64 characters. So right there, your total population of this happening is greatly reduced. Second of all, it could be any combination of 64 characters right special characters new like numbers letters alpha whatever all this right so it it's not like any character 64 characters will hit it's 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 two random ones right so i don't know like to me it's it's just as secure i would argue yeah you could type in two different passwords the the password population set is two of almost infinite possibilities so the likelihood of a threat actor getting the right password or getting the spurious hit password is like infinitesimally small because the password is 64 plus characters. So in conclusion, yes, it is an interesting piece of security research. Yes, it shouldn't happen, but no, it's not like, this isn't like, you know, like I'm not shutting the stream down to like go get the fire extinguisher and, and, and hose things off because everything is on fire. Like this is interesting, but you know, eh. Bah. That's what I have to say about that. Bah. At hackers broadcast talks and movies through a decommissioned satellite. A group of white hat hackers demonstrated at DEF CON how to take control of a satellite in geostationary orbit. The group used a satellite called ANIC F1R, which had been decommissioned in 2020. They were authorized to perform the hack and had also been given permission and access to an unused uplink facility, which included the hardware to connect to the satellite. The group sought, however, to demonstrate how easy it could be to physically take control of decommissioned satellites using software that costs just $300. All right. So, okay. Okay. Couple things. One, I'm surprised that this didn't... I'm surprised this story didn't, like, front page news, reporters losing their mind. With all due respect, a lot of reporters don't understand what we do. Uh, but this is sexy, right? This has so much sizzle that, you know, my butt's got like, it's like singed, right? There's, there's a lot of sizzle on this. But here's the thing. Yes, they had to develop some type of um, P 
piece of hardware in order to interface with it, but the hackers had access to a uplink facility on Earth in order to basically establish the network connection up to the satellite. They had access to access the satellite, right? That there were a lot of things put in place already for them to do this. Um, so yes, a black hat could technically, you know, barge their way into the uplink facility or whatever, or hack into it. Yes, they could hack into the satellite and all this. So again, you know, this is, this is interesting. This is very splashy, very sizzle. And I'm taking, I'm not taking anything away from that. Let me, let me qualify this a hundred percent. I can't do this. This is cool. But, um, there are a lot of conditions that were already met and in place according to the story, uh, for this to be successful. Um, I, I do think it's cool. Also, like shout out, um, you know, as much as like running Doom on anything is considered a really cool way to like demonstrate exploitation um, effectively that you, you know, own it. Um, like broadcasting a hacker movie through a decommissioned satellite, that's very like, that's very 90s hacker-esque, right? That, that was the, I was young in, in, in those days, but that was like the culture, right? Like the hackers movie with Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie, while ridiculous in what they do in the movie, uh, that whole kind of cyberpunk counterculture um, curiosity uh, is is really the driving force over um, you know malicious intent. That was kind of what's going on, and this to me harkens back to that. This is very nostalgic for me. Uh, very cool. And this is a great example of like what DEF CON is. DEF CON is, I, I, I'll go to Black Hat next year. I don't know if I'll go to DEF CON. I, I'll probably get the badge. I'll probably meet up with some people. But DEF CON has just gotten too big, too big for me. Um, but these are the kind of talks. These are the kind of pieces of research that come out there. I'm getting, I'm getting hacker, hackers movie stuff uh, on the DMs right now. That's cracking me up. Anyways, if you haven't seen Hackers movie, uh, we should totally we should totally watch that. Maybe we'll do some type of um, we'll watch it on your own, obviously. But maybe we could do some type of like movie viewing uh, on the Discord server or something. I don't know if that's something people would be into, but it kind of be fun. Lawnmower Man too. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, all right, here we go. Oh, hold on. So I'm sorry, really quickly. Jeremy Williams chiming in here. That, yeah, they did say in the story it was a couple hundred bucks to do it. But if they did it with a Raspberry Pi, that's even more uh, cool. That's very cool. Um, that's very cool. Skyrim on a pregnancy device. Dude, I, I'll tell you what. You know, I, I'm a bit of a conformist. I have difficulty thinking kind of like outside the box as far as like what, what not what does the system do and how can I exploit it? But like, how can I think of something that I was never intended to do? Which is why I personally regularly I, I didn't do it this year because i was for business but i i do a lot of like red team village red team um ctfs and stuff like that like i love the red team village at defcon because it really does complement an area that isn't my strength and uh i love getting the ideas that those guys come up with so brilliant guys women ladies professionals hackers target hotel and travel companies with fake reservations a hacker tracked as TA558 has upped their activity this year running phishing campaigns that target multiple hotels and firms in the hospitality and tra travel space. Their email topics revolve around making a booking on the target organization pretending to come from conference organizers, tourist offices and other sources that the recipients cannot easily dismiss. Victims who click on the URL in the message body which is purported to be a reservation link will receive an ISO file from a remote resource. The archive contains a batch file that launches a PowerShell script which eventually drops a rat payload onto the victim's computer and creates a scheduled task for persistence. Hmm. Okay, so this is interesting. Kimberly. Great cash, homie. Kim I, Kimberly's uh, my uh, uh, hospitality travel restaurant, HRTA, hospitality restaurant travel uh, expert on this. Okay, so basically, guys, um, here's a long story short hospitality industry whether it's travel um hotel you know they didn't say restaurant here but that's all part of that same ecosystem hackers there's an uptick in focus and 
um, attacks in that space. So think of like the eye of Sauron, right? So if you're doing threat modeling for an organization, say you work for Hilton or, you know, Holiday Inn or, or uh, you know, La Quinta, Marriott, right? Some of these bigger ones, cruise ships like Norwegian, Carnival, whatever. If you're working in that space, this right here is really good gold, right? A, you should be using this information to inform your end user community, dial, make sure that your email security gateways are dialed in and share this knowledge with your uh, IT department and management, okay? This one goes to management. They are gonna care because this costs money. Now, having said all that, these threat actors aren't like inventing a, a new wheel. This isn't time travel, okay? They're doing macro, like VBA macro malware laced office documents using RAR and ISO. Yes, that's how you pronounce that file extension. <laughs> All right, so RAR and ISO file extensions, which we talked about two weeks ago. If you were a regular on the uh, cyber uh, daily cyber threat briefing, you know dang well that that's what the uh, motivation or the uh, technique has be become. Educate your end users. Hey, don't do this. Make sure that you're... Um, if you can, make sure your environment isn't executing macros, right? Microsoft introduced this functionality a little while ago, like maybe three, four months ago, to disable macros by default, which by the way, is why Felina came on the scene, right? Felina, the Microsoft diagnostic tool that allows you to execute macros uh, outside of the uh, normal macro way, still doesn't have a logo, just saying. Educate your end users, guys, and be aware that this industry is getting targeted. But but guys, this is they're using the same playbook. Threat actors are using the same playbook that they always use for attacking uh, you know, organizations. Now, by the way, really quick, you might be asking, what is the uh, the end goal? What's the end goal, right? They're using fake reservations to make it an appealing social engineering, right? People are going to open it because you want to help customers get their reservations, right? Well, the end goal here is they'll take over the computer and then they can do whatever they want. Info stealer, ransomware, um, business email compromise, potentially if they hook someone in finance or accounting, right? So the th this is about taking over the machines. What they're doing with it is not known yet. But the end, the end takeaway is you don't want machines in your environment compromised, period. You don't want end users compromised, period. So yeah, you don't, you don't, just put in the best practices. Okay, so let's do the read here. Thanks to this week's episode sponsor, Code42. It's not just about the data leaving your company. What about the data coming in? Along with departing employees, new talent is also actively joining your organization. This poses cybersecurity challenges since they could be knowingly or unknowingly bringing data from their former company into your network. Code 42 Insider, I-N-C-Y-D-R, is an insider risk management SaaS that provides a comprehensive understanding of your data exposure and shows which activities require security intervention. You can learn more at code42.com slash show me. That's code42.com slash show me. All right. Thanks to CISO Series. Really quick, guys. I hope I scheduled it this morning. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, I'll spend a few minutes talking about it afterwards. Y'all should have gotten an email at 7.40 this morning from me, the automated weekly email that has three actionable pieces of Intel, one for end users, one for your executives, and one for your peers, water cooler talk, uh, with my kind of distilled action call out for each of those. If you didn't get the email, then I obviously messed it up. Uh, and I'll have to go back and look. But if you got the email, Ryan Spishtalk said he got it. So the email did go out, guys. If you want to get this email, the idea is it's once a week. It's Monday morning. It's basically a cap of the previous week with those three key pieces of intel. It's not three stories that I wanted to remind you about. It's like three stories that I think have real value, one for each of those three audiences. And oh, by the way, exactly what you need to do or what I would recommend, if I was your CISO, <laughs> basically, here's what you should do with this Intel, go do it. Um, I think it can be really valuable. I think it can make you look like a rock star or you can further be a rock star at your organization because it's very succinct, it's very to the point, it's very awesome. If you want, go to, um, well, here, I'll put it in chat. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, it's pages, 
www.simplycyber.io slash news. There's the link right here. Michael Stearns, you have to go sign up for it. I can't, um, or, or someone forward it to Michael, please. In the email, um, you can click a button that'll take you to this site. Basically, just sign up. I am asking for feedback, okay? Constructive feedback. Just hit me on Discord with it. Um, if you signed up, um, then you'll get the email. If you haven't got it, Navina got it. Thank you, Gail. I, maybe a different email. Maybe you got caught in your spam filters. I don't know. Um, this is the beta launch. This is the pilot email. It will be weekly. I am looking for feedback. Please. Um, got the email. Love the link to the exact time you met. Okay, so it, it is emailing out to a thousand people. The email list is a thousand almost. Uh, so maybe ConvertKit, which is the platform I'm using, maybe they're they're doing it in a stage fashion. I don't know. But please, please, I, 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 I beg you, if you have constructive feedback, please send it to me. Uh, I want this to be valuable for everybody, right? If I just wanted to send an email to everybody, I would just send an email. I want this to actually have value. Okay. Also, I just want to... Uh, okay, so... Maybe I'll schedule it for like 7 a.m. So there's more time for it to stagger out. I thought everybody would just get it. Um, I thought everybody would just get it. All right. Here we go. I'll, I'll, and next Monday, like obviously I'll incorporate any feedback I get throughout the week, but I won't really bring this up until Monday next week when we're ready to do the next one. Also, I want to just tell everybody really quickly, uh, ThreatGen, the company I work for, we are doing the uh, Red versus Blue Cyber League 2022 Invitational Tournament. I just want to start teasing this. There, this is esports.threatgen.com um, if you're interested. But there's an eight-person Invitational Tournament that's going to happen mid-September. I am one of the participants. Ken Underhill, Jack Scott, David Meese, Stacey Loki, Josh Mason, Eric Taylor. Eric Taylor, a bit of a grudge match there. Cyber Matt Lee. And... Um, one other person who I uh, I apologize I I'm not pulling from my mind right now. Uh, it's going to be a single elimination tournament. There's Jack Scott. I got to tell everybody the the seedings have been paired already. I will be competing against Jack Scott in round one. Uh, got a lot of love for you, Jacks, but I'm coming. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, Jacks. If you hear footsteps, it's me coming up on you. All right, guys. Let's let's continue the news. Grandorero Banking Malware Targets Mexico and Spain Zscaler Threat Labs researchers have observed the malware targeting organizations in Mexico and Spain. It is a modular backdoor that supports key logging, command execution, guiding victims' browsers to specific URLs, imitating mouse and keyboard movements, and much more. The threat actor behind this campaign impersonate Mexican government officials. The malware uses anti-analysis techniques along with the implementation of CAPTCHA for evading sandboxes. Amazon quietly fixed... Okay, I will spend a minute talking about this one. Okay, so it's a malware called Grandiero. Uh, the, it, it obviously comes in as a phishing email. Um, it's pretending to be from a, an official government organization, which, you know, lends a little bit of authority to it, gets people to click on it. Um, it's modular. So meaning that its functionality can be like, uh, it's like a Swiss army knife, right? It's got different functions and you can plug in new functions and take out functions. Key logging, which is not great because you can steal passwords and stuff. Um, what else was in there? Info stealing probably, which is like key logging. Uh, command execution, right? So executing commands on the box, manipulating windows, freaking out people, uh, web injects, guiding the browser to a certain URL, right? So that's more, um, you know, well, you can do all sorts of things, right? Like watering hole attack, um, impersonate a website and get their creds, um, it, you know, all these different things. Imitating mouse and keyboard movements, you could freak them out. Anyways, the, the, here's the takeaway though. Uh, I want to share this one with everybody since. This is kind of whatever. Um, they said that one of its more advanced techniques is that it introduces CAPTCHA in order to avoid sandbox analysis. I'm only going to spend a minute about this, guys, but beware of this, okay? Malware, malware is written, but it's just software, right? Malware uh, is typically, you know, got devious intentions. That's why it's malicious software. And better written malware knows like threat actors who write malware they know that there's people um like me as a hobbyist or 
people like Matt Keeley, who obviously wrote that uh, practical malware analysis course uh, that probably do these things for a living. So when malware comes in, right, once it gets grabbed up by security researchers, it, analysis starts happening. It gets reverse engineered. It gets ripped apart. What's the functionality? What are the domains that it's reaching out to? The WannaCry, right? Famously, Marcus Hutchinson uh, or Hutchins, Hutchins, Hutchinson, everybody, Marcus. Uh, he found the kill uh, domain in the WannaCry code, uh, which was a, a, a domain he registered the name of, and immediately the WannaCry basically defanged itself, right? So analysts look at these things. So the better threat actors, yep, John Hammond's great at reversing as well. Uh, the better threat actors will actually put anti-analysis mechanisms in their software because people like me, I don't have time to reverse malware, right? I've got other things going on. So if malware comes into my environment, I just pick it up and I throw it into a platform like Intizer or Any.run, both great, great um, resources, right? Any.run is the website. It's, it's basically a SaaS provider sandbox, right? Intizer does something similar. Um, you throw it in there, it runs the code, it shows you like what network connections it opens up, it shows you what services it launches, etc. It's a very, very cool 30 seconds. I can tell you with uh, some level of confidence exactly what the malware does. Well, it doesn't want to be analyzed, so it'll, it'll look, hey, and this is all I want to spend on this, malware will look at, hey, what processes are currently running? Are there standard security researcher malware analyst tools running, right? Because if I'm running Procmon, if I'm running a pate, right? If I'm running these programs that are well known in the industry, there's going to be a service running inside uh, Task Manager, right? Or, or Process Explorer or like running in memory, right? Because it needs to be running or to work. Well, a threat actor can look at the running processes and say, holy crap, looks like this is a security researcher box shut down so the malware won't run right makes it very difficult to analyze dynamically which is you know a really effective way to analyze malware same with what what's the keyboard language right you know a lot of us take for granted that the keyboard's in english right but maybe maybe the malware is set to run it's russia and they're trying to attack ukraine so they look at the keyboard and if it's not in cyrillic debt uh nerf itself and, and turn off because it doesn't want you know english speaking security researchers analyzing it, right? These are just a few of the anti-analyst, uh, excuse me, anti-analysis techniques for dynamic analysis, right? Static analysis, they use obfuscation techniques. They make the code look like garbled mess. That's your static analysis. A hot garbled mess of code, I don't care because I'll just run it in a sandbox. It doesn't matter. It still needs to execute. And that's where I'll analyze it there. So just wanted to make everyone aware from a practice perspective that malware isn't just simple. You run it and it's off and running. The good malware is actually designed to not be analyzed. Says Ring Android app bug. Amazon has resolved a vulnerability discovered in May that exposed the data and camera recordings of Ring app users on Android devices. The bug was reported to the Amazon Vulnerability Research Program by researchers with cybersecurity firm Checkmarks on May 1st. In a report released on Thursday, the researchers showed how, in a series of steps, they were able to use Ring's APIs to extract the customer's personal data, full name, email, and phone number, and their Ring device's data, including geolocation, address, and recordings. Um, ew? Ew? Do we have a, uh, what would be a... Uh, do I have a, like, what's a good sound effect for that? What's this one? Yeah, sheesh. Okay, thanks, Grayson. Sheesh. This one's a sheesh for sure. Listen to me. Okay, this was high impact, high likelihood, high vulnerability, right? Um, couple things here. One, I, I will not have surveillance cameras connected to the cloud inside my house, okay? Like having an, an internal CCT V system for security, fine. If it's recording to a lockbox in your closet, fine, right? Maybe you wrap it up, encrypt it, and you store it on a cloud server, fine. Just sticking ring devices in your house and having the video piped up to somewhere um, that you can look at manually, uh, not fine for me, okay? And if you're doing it like at your Airbnb or rental properties, if you're um, you know financially fortunate enough to have some of those, first of all, what are you doing? People, unless you're disclosing that to your tenants, 
or your renters. That's kind of sketch, right? Very creepy. But um, these things happen, guys, right? There's, and, and don't think like, oh, like I, I have a strong password. Like no one's going to break into my ring profile. It's like, it's, it's more than that, right? It's more than that. Yes, they have API uh, interfaces so you can pull stuff down. But think about this for a second. Let's say you don't get the actual feed. Well, they said they're able to pull name, email, ge geolocation. So like exactly where that camera is and a couple other pieces of evidence. They might also, obviously it says camera recordings. So let's do this little exercise for a second. Threat actor gets this information. They can now send you, first of all, they can use the camera to look in your driveway, right? Because a lot of the cameras will show like the driveway. What kind of car are you driving? I'm just going to skim until I find a Mercedes, a BMW, you know, something, you know, in the six figure range. Nice. Now, or, or look at the, the neighborhood, look at the house across the street. Are these million dollar homes? No, no, no. Yes. Ooh, beachfront. Nailed it. So beachfront with a Land Rover. You are my victim. You're my target, right? Because you got money. Now I've got all this information of your name, address, all these things. I can look at a picture of you as you leave your house. I know what you look like. I know what your kids look like, right? Now I can start formulating a little bit more of a very targeted spearfish that's going to have a high likelihood of success because I'm going to be able to incorporate things into my email. It's not going to say, hey, you know, like whatever, like I, I wanted to tell you about your extended car warranty, right? It's not that it's going to be like, Hey, this is such and such from your, your kid's soccer league. You know, the game last Saturday that you went to, they left X, Y, and Z on the field, right? It's, it's, whatever, something like that. Boom. You're in. Now you can own the box. Maybe you can, I don't know, steal, like use an info stealer to steal their crypto wallet. Maybe you can use a key logger to hack into their bank accounts, whatever. My point is, People need to wrap their head around that this right here, it's not about creepily looking through someone's webcam. The data is more valuable than the stupid video feed. Yes, the video feed incorporates part of the cultivation of the data set that you can use to weaponize or that threat actors use to weaponize. We, we don't weaponize it, people. <laughs> we, we are informed so we can protect our end users and our, our um, organizations and our loved ones. But just be mindful of that, okay? Just be mindful. And that fifth grade argument of like, I've got nothing to hide. Why is privacy so important to you? It's like, dude, put a backseat to that, okay? Like, <laughs> that's a terrible argument. Let's 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 uh, you know talk like adults, okay? So just just be mindful of that. It says that Amazon fixed the Ring Android app bug, but guys, the Android app bug. Yes, that's that's the bug on the Android app, but they said APIs. The APIs are the servers in the cloud, right? Android apps aren't APIing to themselves. They're, they're using APIs to reach out to the cloud server. You see what I'm saying? So this was a bigger problem than Android apps. So don't read this and be like, well, I use iPhone, so suck it. Suck it, little Android green logo guy. It, this is a bigger problem than this, okay? Fashion! All right, little spice. Here's over China's access to genetic data of UK citizens. Rising political and security tensions between Beijing and the West have prompted calls for a review of the transfer of genetic data to China from a biomedical database containing the DNA of half a million UK citizens. The UK Biobank said it had about 300 projects under which researchers in China were accessing detailed genetic information or other health data on volunteers. The anonymized data is shared under an open access policy for use in studies into diseases from cancer to depression. There is no suggestion it has been misused or participants' privacy compromised, but data sharing is facing scrutiny amidst a shift in geopolitical relations, with analysts raising concerns about the challenges of monitoring usage beyond UK borders and a lack of reciprocal data sharing by China. Last week in... All right, so... Yeah. All right. So this isn't great, guys. Um, healthcare researchers. I worked in healthcare for a while uh, at a at a academic medical center. So teaching hospital, but there's also like a lot of research being done. Um, precision medicine is a term you can Google it. It's basically where instead of saying like, "Oh, hey, like you skin your knee, take two Tylenol, I'll call me in the morning." Oh, you got a headache, two, take two Tylenol, I'll call me in the morning. Oh, like, you know, whatever. Um, you feel nauseous, take two Tylenol, call me in the morning. That's like general medicine, right? Like, yeah, here's some symptoms. Here's a, 
here's the solution. Precision medicine is like, oh, like Kim, like Kim, or hip hop sec ops, hip hop sec ops, um, has a headache. And because we understand hip hop sec ops DNA and, you know, like, you know, um, family history and all this other stuff, you know, take this exact medicine, this amount exactly, and it will be the perfect solution for you, right? I'm, I'm definitely oversimplifying this, right? But that's what precision medicine is. So there's a lot of work around DNA, genetic data, aggregation, studying. I don't even want to get into CRISPR uh, activities and trying to like make superhumans and stuff like that with DNA manipulation and modification in the embryos. Like we're not, we're not going there because that's, that's, you know, they're doing it, but the results are horrifying and not good. And it's definitely not like a Marvel movie. Having said all that, people want to share. People want to share. The researchers want to share. Well, tons of UK citizen genetic data, which by the way, should definitely be covered under GDPR. So they, they have even more of a reason to have uh, their underwear all jacked up and in a bunch up their, their butt and very uncomfortable, right? You shouldn't need policy to control when your genetic data is going out. And the idea is, again, this is a bit of a leap, but with that data, you can then start doing um, analysis, research, Maybe instead of precision medicine, you're making precision bio weapons, right? So, you know, if you look at there's been there's been tons of like sci-fi movies where it's like you know a very specific um, you know illness or whatever that only affects a targeted uh, individual or a targeted population, etc. I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's what's happening here. I have no evidence to support that. All I'm saying is people are not happy about their genetic data going out, nor should they be happy about it, um, especially with, apparently, according to the story, there isn't uh, information sharing. So, you know, whatever, China's either not sending Chinese citizen um, genetic data back to the UK, or China's not sending their research findings and results of what they're finding on that genetic data back to the UK. Either way, this is kind of a one-sided relationship and... I guarantee you that the UK citizens who are affected by this breach, if you want to call it that, or this information sharing relationship, likely did not opt into it knowingly, right? You got to remember, there's researchers who have access to this trove of data, and they are making the decision to share with this research lab in China or in the United States or in South Africa. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's China. It's just, it matters that it's somewhere else and that People who don't own, people whose data it is not are making the decision to share it, right? And once the genie's out of the bottle, it's not like you go get new genetic data, like a new credit card number, you know what I'm saying? So uh, obviously people are upset about that. Um, but you know what? Again, genie's out of the bottle, toothpaste out of the tube. I don't know how you fix this or you don't fix it. Um, and, you know, if people are upset, they're upset, but the data's already out there. So, hmm. Fancy! It is... It is. Here. Oh, maybe a toasty? Toasty! There we go. Somewhere. In case you missed it, last week saw the return of the Black Bite ransomware operation, which launched a new data leak site using extortion tactics similar to Lockbit 3.0. Last week's prominent attacks were on Argentina's judiciary of Cordoba, a UK water supplier, even though the attacker Klopp attributed it to the wrong company, and Lockbit claiming to be behind the attack on Entrust. Finally, researchers found a new variant of the Sova Android malware that includes a ransomware feature to encrypt mobile devices. Be sure to mark your... All right. Well, that... <laughs> if you're a regular of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing, then you know that we covered all those stories last week, right? Including the Blackbite one, which was the, the executive news story in the email... Uh, that you guys should be getting this morning, right? This guy right here, the three actionable ones. I think I mentioned that the black bite one, uh, the extortion techniques were changing. Executives are really into, uh, I'm going to turn the music on, so like fingers crossed. Um, executives are really into understanding, not understanding, but understanding the financial implications of ransomware, uh, insurance premiums, you know, that CFO gets involved. So ransomware is a thing. That's why it was the executive one. Uh, James, with the with the feedback on the newsletter, thank you, James. Uh, definitely throw me some feedback if you guys got it. Uh, definitely appreciate that. Joel Belton with the drum roll on my audio. Audio is good. Win. Okay, guys. So real quick, I said this on the beginning. This is going to conclude 
the daily cyber threat briefing for the day. I am going to hang out for a few more minutes, share a couple new updates with you guys. Actually, uh, demo something I worked on this weekend. I did tell you guys about the Streamlabs OBS uh, studio kind of changing the look and feel on the video production now that I have a, uh, a Gibson over here, a Cray supercomputer with an NVIDIA card running. So let, let's try that. But if you guys have to drop right now, thank you so much. Uh, if you got value out of this, obviously hit the like, but that is such a minor thing for me, hitting the like or subscribe, all that, that's cool. If you got value out of this and you think other people in your network would get value, share with it. We're here every morning at 8 a.m. doing the top cybersecurity news of the day. If you've been here, you know that this chat stream right here is full of awesome people doing wonderful things, supporting each other, being inclusive. Um, and we shouldn't hoard this for ourselves, right? This is too good a thing um, to, to not share with others. So definitely uh, share that with others. And you can do it very easily. The URL right there on the top across the banner, simplycyber.io streams, just send that. That's exactly how to do it. All right, so why is my mouse not working? Uh-oh, 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 hold on. I got a backup mouse. Contingency plan, ha-ha, suck it. You know what? You know what it's like being a uh, cybersecurity professional. It's having when this mouse dies, having a hot mouse ready to go. It's called business continuity, baby. Nobody's slowing me down. All right, so check it out. I'm on my backup mouse now. I want to show you guys this really quickly. Get some feedback. Uh, how do I change this? How do I change this video? Here we go. Get ready, BSEC. Oh wait, that didn't work. <laughs> wah wah. Is this it? Hold on, is this it? This doesn't look right, does it? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, trust me. Can you hear me? You probably can still hear me. This is going to be so worth it. Come on. Come on, virtual webcam. Start virtual webcam. It says it's running. Are we Are we up and running? Oh, cool, 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 cool. All right, so check this out, guys. Let, let me know. This is just me initially kind of workshopping this. Okay, all right. So, Hold on. Is this right? No, 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 this isn't right. This is, check this out. Ooh, ooh, right? So I still got the chat, still got the chat. And I got all this other stuff. Um, we got 150 people still live with us right now. That's just on Simply Cyber. I don't know if you guys like this or not. Um, you know, obviously I was kind of playing with it. Um, that wasn't a joke, DDoS. I literally have a backup mouse uh, because I can't, I, you know, these things gotta, gotta operate. Yeah, this is OBS. You guys like it? Um, this this box right above my head will be like dynamic stuff. Like if a new subscriber, a new squad member, um, anything like that should pop up here. Again, I'm trying to play with this. Um, again, for me, the the um, the newsletter was my priority. We had family coming into town this weekend, so I spent a lot of time off computer um, visiting with family and spending time with you know, family, and then once they left, uh, being husband, being dad, uh, which I, I, I really enjoyed, but I didn't have time to uh, play with OBS. In the newsletter, I did spend a few hours on Saturday tuning that up. So the newsletter was my priority. Um, I got that out, and uh, I'm looking for feedback, but this is my next, like, project as far as um, getting this going. So any anything good, we'll continue to talk here. Amadou, Shane Prevost, kids are back to school. Guys, uh, programming note starting Thursday, this Thursday, August 25th, Tuesday and Thursday morning, the streams will be at 10 a.m. Eastern time. West Coast people, uh, Poner Joe, Nick Barker, Eula Chua, uh, guys, you, you know, it'll be better for you guys. It'll be 7 a.m. Eastern uh, Pacific time. So 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the foreseeable, uh, not future, but for the for the um, semester. I do teach at the Citadel Military College and the semester. Um, the Citadel uh, semester is up and running. There you go. Brian Woods knows what's up. Nick Barker, Angel Perez, thanks for everything. You rock. Oh, Angel, thank you so much. I genuinely appreciate that. Zalia loves the newsletter. All right, guys. Yeah, if you got feedback on the newsletter, just drop it in Discord. I guess really anywhere. Feedback ideas SC is a good channel. Main chat SC is a good one. Um, a lot of good people in there. Hey, James McQuiggan knows what's up. 
James McQuiggan's going to be a guest on the channel. Uh, hey, fun fact, I have to get the promo art together. I'll be doing it later today. But Mike Miller, uh, Mike Miller, CISO, and um, he, he's very, very uh, present on LinkedIn. Um, he's big on like making connections and stuff. He's going to be coming on to the uh, channel as a uh, guest this Thursday. Uh, if you're trying to connect to the Discord server in the simply in the Discord.gg slash disc uh, slash dis oh my God Jerry the slash simply cyber is not working. It's because the boost status uh, like ended <laughs> on the Discord server. I've actually I'm just gonna pay. I think it's like five or ten bucks a month. I'm just gonna boost the crap out of the simply cyber server, and um, that won't be a problem anymore. It's just again I don't have time. For all these things um I, I have to stage them okay so that's good uh i was really hoping someone someone would do something can hey if you're let me ask you this if you're not subscribed to the simply cyber channel right now and you're still watching chances are you're digging this so can you just hit the subscribe button because i want to see if this thing uh does an alert uh thanks bsec for the quick link on that oh uh, yep all right I do, I do kind of like this vibe here. Let me change some pages. To see how you guys like it. That looking good. How's that looking? Yeah, that does look pretty good. That does look pretty good. I'm kind of, kind of digging it, guys. I like it. I like it. Ooh. All right. Well, I guess I'll have to work on the, um, on the alert box uh, over here. But this does look pretty good. We've got chat. We got the alert box. I'm a little bit smaller, but I think that that's fine. Live viewers, new subs. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out, guys. We'll figure it out. Like I said, this wasn't my priority over the weekend. The newsletter was, guys. Oh, there we go. Thank you, casually, Joseph, bringing in the bringing in the sub. So this is what it looks like in its full glory. Um, very nice. Very nice. All right, guys. Thanks, Mark Lester. Genuinely appreciate it. Final reminder, guys, if you want to get on that that email, that will arrive every Monday in your inbox uh, before you start work. So you're ready. You can just literally skim it and then have actionable intel to just um, lace up some boots and start kicking it A's uh, on Monday before while people are still trying to get their coffee. This is where it's at. Um, I'll try to make a better, quicker link, but right now it's pages.simplycyber.io slash news i'll put that link in chat one more time god my mouse is anybody else on windows 11 and have the mouse act all stuttery it's really annoying of course it is my backup mouse jeremy williams with the with the uh, super chat thank you here i think that that's the link look at this michael Starnes became a member thank you michael Starnes. jeremy williams with the super chat Oh my gosh, you guys, look at this. Nailed it, super chat. Thanks, Jeremy Williams, I appreciate it. Jeremy Williams, new member of the Simply Cyber community and already getting mad value um, from it, according to what I've seen Jeremy uh, post on social media. So Jeremy, we're super happy to have you here and glad that you're a member of our community. Casually Joseph Newsub, look at this, Jeremy Williams, dude. Guys, I'll tell you what like getting OBS going, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of dynamic stuff. I will be looking to my mods. BSEC has got like a whole DJ studio going on. Uh, obviously Neil Bridges has like all sorts of crap, like with, with like tumblers and stuff like that. I probably won't get into that because I don't want to distract everybody from the news itself. But I think I, I like this. I think that this is pretty cool. So again, feedback is appreciated. Um, feedback... Oh yeah, that's cool. I can, uh, that's a good point. I can actually play that when someone joins. That's right. I saw you will read, sign up for the GRC analyst class right before the show started. Love it, man. It, definitely enjoy that class. Let me know you got any questions. All right, y'all. That's going to do it for today's broadcast. I want to thank all of you for um, all you do and making Simply Cyber as you know the best it can be. Uh, looking for that executive, or not executive, looking for that weekly email feedback if you have any. I've seen some great comments already about really enjoying it. But again, if you have any feedback, uh, totally into it. Everybody be good. Dominate. Dominate your Monday. Let's go out there and kick butt. See you guys tomorrow at 8 a.m. Bye, everybody.